You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast brought to you by Arrowhead Land Company. Here you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight because here we go. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to this week's exciting episode of the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. My name is John Hutsmith. I'm the host of this here show, and we have a great one coming up this week. Uh, real quick, though, I got to give a quick baby update. Uh, we are actually now past my wife's due date, and so baby's literally going to come any day now. Got my bag packed. It's in the truck. My wife has the car seat in her car and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, um, this episode's going to come out sometime around July 4th. If we have not had the baby by then, we are actually already on the schedule to go in on July 5th and uh, start the inducing process. And so, basically, no matter what, the week this comes out, I will be a father that week. With Lord, you know, Lord willing, uh, as long as nothing goes haywire, but we're not expecting that. My wife had a checkup this week. Baby's doing good. Mama's doing good. It's positioned well and everything. Heartbeat is strong. So, uh, yeah, unless something changes, we're expecting a nice, you know, fairly smooth sailing to the end here. So, so just wanted to update you guys with that. Um, I do actually already have an episode uh, pre-recorded that I'm going to put out that week. Um, so, uh, yeah, y'all still get to hear that. We'll still have an episode, and uh, just wanted to let you guys know about that. So, uh, say a prayer for my wife and I and our little girls. Uh, we're bringing her into the world this week, and uh, and yeah, we're very, very, very excited about that. So, uh, but yeah, we're gonna jump into this week's episode. Very excited. This one, it uh, it it really changed gears for me, like mentally. Uh, today we're talking to Johnny Griffith of Hype Outdoors, and uh, and we talk we talk about Hype Outdoors. Uh, we talk about Quest Hunt Co., which he's a, a pro staff member for. And then towards the end, we just talk about some deer hunting stuff. Um, and I was looking back through the last several episodes, and we really haven't talked deer in a while. We've done bow fishing, noodling, uh, crappie fishing. Uh, we've just told some stories, and it's been a quite a while since we've had like a hardcore 
whitetail episode. And I wouldn't say this one's quite hardcore, like all the way through, but we definitely get in towards it to to the end. And uh, man, like, <laughs> with some for some reason, like it just absolutely shifted the gears in my brain. And now, like, whitetails is all I can think about. Um, I was like listening to hunting podcasts. I was watching hunting YouTube channels. Uh, I started making my to-do list on my phone of, you know, the things I have left to do. And I'm just all in. Like normally this actually, normally this happens a little earlier in the year. Um, but I feel like I got my fix. Like we, you know, we did some burning this spring. Uh, I got my new blinds. I got them all set up and everything. So I think that's kind of like curved it a little bit. But, uh, but man, we're getting to that time of year to where like it is about to just completely take over my thought process. And so, like I said, I was, I have a, uh, a note on my phone that I do this every year and I basically list out all my spots. I list out what I have to do there. Uh, you know, I have like some rifle spots where I just need to like maybe put some chairs in the blinds and set a camera up, something like that. And then I have at least two spots where I'm going to have new tree stands going up. And so I have to like take down the existing tree stands, move them, put the tree stands up, cut my shooting lanes, um, you know, bow hanger, bow rope. I like to do all that stuff preseason. And so I don't know when I'm going to get to do all that stuff with my little girl coming. Uh, but I'm, I'm just chomping at the bit to get out there in the woods and get stuff ready for this upcoming deer season. So that is where my mind at. And, uh, and hopefully after y'all listen to this episode, it's going to be where your mind is at too. So like I said, a great episode. Um, Johnny's a great guy. Uh, really enjoyed talking to him. He's got a lot of cool stuff out there. Um, really just trying, like he is diving headfirst into the outdoor industry. And so I got to hand it to him. Uh, we had a, a nice cool talk beforehand. You know, I was, we were talking about our struggles and our successes and, you know, as we're both kind of on this road into the outdoor industry and, uh, and yeah, so I think it's a really good, and I think y'all are going to enjoy it. Um, please, please, uh, look up, uh, Johnny's YouTube and all of his content after we get, after you get done listening to this, like I said, he's a great guy super knowledgeable and uh and i think y'all are gonna enjoy this so so yeah that's pretty much gonna do it for my intro this week we're gonna jump on into this one i hope you guys are going to enjoy it and once again please please say a prayer for my wife and i and our little girls we bring her into the this world so uh, so yeah that's gonna do it for me this week we're gonna jump into this week's episode right after this one lake all day all yours that's the private water fishing motto Private Waters Fishing is a member-based fishing club that offers a superior outdoor experience and some of the best bass fishing in Oklahoma and Texas. Private means private. When you reserve a lake, you have exclusive access with no other members on the lake with you. These are professionally managed and stocked lakes, most of which are over 10 acres in size. If you want to get in on the action, call 214-871-0044 or go online at privatewaterfishing.com. Deer Lab is the number one trail camera app for hunters and land managers. From photo recognition to tracking individual animals, Deer Lab trail camera app saves you time, is easy to use, and works with all trail camera manufacturers. Deer Lab makes it drop dead simple to track specific animals or groups of animals using your trail camera photos. Profiles allow you to understand patterns by date ranges, times, and camera locations. Deer Lab's heat map allows you to visually see how a profiled animal moves at different times of the year. For all of these features and more, check out DeerLab.com. If you're anything like me, you probably dream of owning your own piece of hunting or recreational land someday. If that's you, 
give one of the hardworking agents at Arrowhead Land Company a call. They will not only guide you through a complicated process, but also help you pick out the perfect property for your needs, whether that's hunting, farm and ranch, or just a little piece back in the woods where the warriors of the world can't reach you. Arrowhead Land Company, hardworking agents for hardworking landowners. Hey everybody, welcome to the this week's episode. Today I'm talking to Johnny Griffin. How you doing, Johnny? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing just fine, man. I'm really excited to have you on today. I think we got a lot of cool and fun stuff to talk about. And uh, but before we jump into that, real quick, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and who you are? Yeah, so I'm Johnny Griffin, as we talked about. Um, I'm from Northeast Oklahoma. I own a promotional outdoor company called Hype Outdoors, and I'm an avid outdoorsman and born and raised and that's about it like as far as the outdoors aspect of it yeah awesome awesome and that's what we're here to talk about today hype outdoors um and so well i mean we're going to cover the whole spectrum but uh why don't you just kind of start us off just tell us a little bit about you know what what hype outdoors is and kind of how you came up with it yeah uh so a little backstory me and one of my close friends uh, by the name of Jared Gregg, uh, we just had this, we always back and forth talked about, we need to start filming our own hunts. We're going to own a TV show one day, blah, blah, blah. Just the whole, every, everybody, what everybody does nowadays. And uh, anyway, so it kind of started as that. And I was like, well, shoot, I'm going to go buy a video camera. Went, just bought a cheap, I don't know, 70 or $750 video camera, just something, something to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I started with that and then we started filming our hunts and then we had some good content recorded and then we're like, well, we got to think of some kind of name. And one night we just had a cookout and we were just throwing names around back and forth, back and forth. And then we just eventually created hype and it just kind of stuck. And at first we thought, oh, that's no, that's not a good name. But the more I thought about it and the more it went on, I really thought it was going to be something that could that could really take off like what is the hype what is your hype is your hype deer hunting is your hype turkey hunting is your hype bass fishing is it noodling i mean you name it so i was like i think we're on to something here so it started with that and then we just started filming all, all of our own hunts and then we created a brand so we could start putting stuff on youtube like just a little logo and then i put that logo on some hats and the second i did people started wanting them and i was like okay well, I'll just have a hundred, hundred hats made. Went and had those hundred hats made and they were gone. And within like two weeks, I was like, okay, maybe we're onto something here. And then, so we just kept creating hats, putting the logo on shirts and all over the, I'm from Muskogee. So lots of places all over Muskogee. I, I walk around, I'll see my shirt and my hat just all over the place. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Let's, let's keep it going. And that's basically and I've just tried to keep the ball rolling and that's where it's turned into this. And it's kind of, I mean, really neat. And I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to keep it going and hopefully I can get to the national level one day. I mean, that's, that's the goal and that's the dream for anybody that's into this industry. So, I mean, that's kind of how it started and that's where it's going now. Awesome. Awesome. So are you primarily just YouTube content then? Uh, primarily at the, at the moment. And then we, I mean, Instagram and Facebook, is mm-hmm. basically on social media platforms. I know TikTok's where it's at, but it's so hard for like me to do YouTube, Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok, 
just all the editing. Like mm -hmm. that's where I'm wanting to get a team together. And I've got some guys that are that have joined and we got kind of a team, but they're all busy with their nine to five, nine to five jobs too, just like just like mm -hmm. I am. And so trying to find that team to stay consistent is I mean, it's tough. Oh, and yeah. So that's where I'm I'm at that point. I'm like, all right, I want to keep this ball rolling. But we all have to worry about paying our bills as well and mm -hmm. living those, I mean, working those nine to fives. And it's just, I mean, that's how, how it is. And so yeah. that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Those nine to fives really get in the way of your real job, huh? <laughs> and a real telling, passion, I should say. <laughs> yeah, your real passion. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm telling you, it really does. I mean, but can't afford to do it without mm -hmm. it, though. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. this, this hobby is very expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Just uh, just putting out one of these a week is is enough for me. So I can't imagine doing full video. Yeah, and that's where like it's it's a lot of money, and that's where I uh, like basically January through September, I don't gripe at all. Whenever my wife is wanting to go get her hair done or she's wanting to go to <laughs> concerts and this and that, I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. just remember this: all these honeydews because come <laughs> come. September 1st, I got to pay my dues for my leases and I got to pay my dues for this everything and camera equipment and blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> yep. 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 Gotcha. So, um, I've always wondered this, you know, is, you know, if you're really committing to the video stuff, um, are you solely focusing on yourself or are you like, you know, reaching out to all your buddies? Like, Hey, if you're going hunting, I want to come with you and just film. Uh, cause that's one thing I, like, I, I, you know, I had that several years ago, I thought I was going to be a TV star, bought, you know, just like you were just talking about, bought a camera and everything. And my struggle was like, I, 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 I wanted to be more in control of the camera than I did the hunt. And so is that yeah. how you are or, or are you more the, I want to be in front of the camera. I want, you know, to be in the limelight. Right. Um, it's a little, I'd say a little of both. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't necessarily want to be in the limelight, but I mm -hmm. do really enjoy self-filming mm -hmm. just because there's this feeling of accomplishment behind it and then if you get that shot on film and you can get all the angles like you like if mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah as it were as like if i were to go film somebody like i had in my mind i have an idea of how i want it going mm -hmm. and then so i hate i don't want to be like bossy mm -hmm. and like give instructions and be like all right you need to do this or let's do this now and let's do this. You know what I mean? Because you want the, the right content and you want the right words being said. And you're like, you don't want to go and film somebody and they just climb up in the stand and they just, and that's it. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. it, like, and you don't want to like annoy them whenever you're like, all right, I'm going to get out of the truck. I'm going to run up here a hundred yards. I want you to drive to me and then stop. Cause I'm going to stop recording. And I got to get back in the truck. Cause I got to get that mm -hmm. little five second B roll. Mm -hmm. just driving and then we're going to do it again here in about three minutes whenever you're putting your camouflage on and then getting your bow out of your case and blah you know what i mean all mm -hmm. the b-roll like I, no, yeah. I almost feel like it's like i don't want to annoy people by saying we got to get little you know what i mean mm -hmm. but yeah but then you get those hunters that know that yeah that's that's what's going on and so they're all about it like hey let's get this and let's get this it just depends on the person yeah that i'm going out with yeah and also like if it's somebody that I've never been out with, but they've got, I mean, it's never, it hasn't happened, but if they've got 180 inch deer on camera, that's showing up regularly. Hey, I'm going to go out of my way to make mm -hmm. it, make something happen just to get that content. Yeah. Yeah. But 
So yeah. that's where, but like, I, and then getting somebody to come and film for me, that's tough too. So that's where I've, I've grown to really, really enjoy self filming just because it's tough to find somebody that will go as much as I do. First mm -hmm. of all, yeah. And second of all, like just getting them to go and sit in a stand with me and they don't have a bow. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's tough because they want to hunt too. Uh -huh. So it's hard to find. So that's kind of yeah. where it's at for where I'm at with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, most people don't realize, but if, if you really pay attention, like if, you know, for people listening, the next time you watch a hunting show, you know, at least 25% of what you're watching is like has nothing to do with the actual hunt you know it's people walking oh, no. in it's a squirrel in a tree but that's what that's what makes it above the rest you know that that's what yeah. makes it above somebody just sitting there with a video camera filming the same thing for five minutes straight you know it yeah. keeps the attention so yeah uh, that's it like i mean you all those leaves blowing in the wind you've got to get it <laughs> yep, yep. You get it zoomed in focused in and you're focusing on that leaf and then you focus out of the leaf onto the deer mm -hmm. and just trying to get that just that little money shot and mm -hmm. it's hard to explain but yeah yeah um i think this will be a, a cool little thing to do you know there's probably you know i know i have a lot of young listeners and stuff there's probably some people that are looking up to you and like man i would love to do that myself i'd love to get into filming my hunts uh why don't you walk us through a hunt uh, with the filming process, you know, getting that B-roll, uh, setting up the camera, setting up the second camera and the third camera and how much, like how much earlier you have to get into your stand to do all that. Just kind of walk us through a hunt of a self-filming hunter. Right. So something I started doing last year that I thought was really cool was, uh, so when my alarm clock went off that morning, I would wake up and I'd have a second alarm that would go off like two minutes later. I would have my camera right there and I would literally, the second my next alarm would go off, I'd record it. And my, mm. my process would start there. Mm. So I'm getting B-roll of my alarm going off on my phone. Then like just getting into the truck, then like I'll have a little interview in my truck and then like getting out of my truck. Like you, you have to add an extra two hours on to, or maybe an hour and a half of waking up early to make all your B-roll come together in the end, because you can't just throw it all together by, I don't know how to say it, just, just by going and doing it. You have to prepare and work ahead of schedule. Mm -hmm. So like, so basically starting from the time you wake up, you have to have your, and mindset and then like i've got a checklist on my phone things not to forget on b-roll like getting out of your truck driving into the footage uh drone or whatever it might be just a checklist putting my camo on spraying sent away on just stuff like that and then if you if you're on a creek grabbing a quick glimpse of the, the water flowing in the creek and just random stuff like that and then you even, you I mean, even getting footage of you climbing into the tree stand, but then you've got to turn around, climb right back out of the stand, grab your camera and get right back up in the tree. You know what I mean? So it's, mm -hmm. I mean, which all that stuff makes it easier if you have a cameraman, but if you're by yourself, you don't, I mean, you're doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. So it just all depends on how early you want to get up and how much you want to make a really cool video. <laughs> yep. yep. So if you want to go out and just, 
get that deer on film. I mean, you don't have to get all that cool, cool content. It just depends on how cool you want to make it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. 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 And if you're trying to, you know, really make it, that's the stuff you got to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want to get to the point where you're hunting with Mark and Terry Drury, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> where kind of how it is. I mean, that's the end goal is it for everybody to be to that point and that level. Mm-hmm. So, and I yep. thought, going kind of off subject speaking of mark and terry jury i uh i found a deadhead last last deer season mm-hmm. and uh created or i didn't even create the the video one of my close buddies that does a lot of video editing edited it and uh created the little i think it was like 59 second reel so it could be shared on instagram and tiktok and everything but anyways and then the the jury brothers they ended up sharing it on their uh their page and so that was that was pretty cool i was like man getting to that level would be just insanely <laughs> awesome yeah but just the fact that they shared it was it was pretty cool yeah that's awesome man yeah i uh one of my buddies came down from uh idaho. i went to school in idaho and uh a good buddy that i made up there we kind of switch off i'll go elk hunting with him then he'll come down and go deer hunting with me and uh that's when i was doing a lot of my filming stuff and and uh, I asked him, I was like, hey, like, do you want to you know, do this right? Do you want me to try to film it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just like you were talking about, you know, like I made him get out of the truck and like, you know, rack, you know, like check his bolt. And then I was like, oh, yeah. like, hold on, do it again. You weren't turned enough. And he kind of rolled his eyes <laughs> and did it. And then, you know, like I'd, I'd run ahead of him on the trail and have him walk by. And I'd be like, oh, hold on. Like I did, got a bit. And, uh, and like, you know, he, he was he was willing to do it because he knew, you know, the end goal of it and stuff. But in that moment, he was like, man, I'm not so sure about this, yeah. uh, but he ended up shooting a deer. We got it on camera and you know, I made a, a deal. I don't think, I don't even know if I ever even put it on YouTube, but, but once he saw that final product, he was like, wow. You know, he, like he realized right. how important that stuff is. So, yeah, that's the thing. And then just filming in your different frames and getting that slow-mo of you stepping into a water puddle. Or just stuff like that. Like it's just whenever the end result, whenever you're watching it and you're like, wow, that's me. (laughs) That's like, or that's, that's my buddy. Or Uh that's some, uh, that's something we created for our channel. And it's like, that's cool. Yeah. But the, the process is not, it's not, I mean, it's fun, but it's, it's tedious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of your gear real quick. So, um, what kind of camera are you using now? Um, what kind of tree arm do you, or do you use a tree arm? What kind of tree arm? Uh, do you have a camera mounted on your bow? Um, do you use GoPros or Tacticams? Just talk, talk a little bit about what kind of gear you use for all this. Yeah, so my my camera is actually, a, it's a Sony NX80. It's the one I, I've been using. Um, it's a video camera. I haven't yet ventured out into the mirrorless cameras or the dslrs just Mm -hmm. because i mean i want to but usually those are whenever you've got to have a cameraman with you like it's so hard to sell film it is mirrorless or dslr stuff like that so i whenever i'm self-filming that's what i'm focusing on it's just my my video camera i'll put it in 4k Mm -hmm. and that's basically if you're self-filming that's all i can do because Mm -hmm. it's hard hard enough to get do it all while (laughs) pulling your bow back and doing all that and yep. hitting record and all that so mm-hmm. as far as so i i uh got the idea of having this camera because it's the same camera that the guys on the the hunting public that's mm-hmm. what they use 
Gotcha. But um, so that's what I use. And then I have GoPros. I have a couple of Hero 7s. And then uh, so I'll, I'll put one GoPro up in the tree, just kind of angled back at me. And then there's been a couple of times I've had, I've had it on my bow, like on my uh, stabilizer and like kind of pointing towards the direction I've shot. And, uh, it, it's, I'm not a huge fan. That's where I need, like, I haven't gotten a tacticam yet. I need to get one. And I've also seen like, they've got some new mounts where you can even put your, uh, your phone and record on the end of your stabilizer. It's like a mount just for your phone. I, mm-hmm. I've thought about looking into that just for another angle, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah. And then I use a uh, fourth arrow tree arms, fourth arrow tripods, um, Yep. So that's basically my, my rig. And then mm-hmm. I've got a, my drone is a Mavic Air 2. It's a DJI Mavic Air 2, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's really fun playing with that. And like, I even used it last uh, turkey season. And whenever I didn't have birds on me, I just pull out my drone and flew it up as high as I could get it and looked in other fields. And you can see <laughs> just to see like, I wonder if the birds are over there, if they're mm-hmm. here, like, cause they weren't gobbling. It was, so I was like, let's, let's just look. And I mean, so just using that drone is, I mean, it's so cool and so fun. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, you're talking about, you know, mountain stuff on your bow. Uh, I have a Tacticam. It's not the new, I think now they have like the Tacticam 5.0 or something. Right. Uh, I, I have the original Tacticam. And uh, it, it's it's better than nothing, but I I'm always a little frustrated when we get the footage back because you, typically you can see your shot like you can, which I think is really what that's made for is to you know confidence you know where you hit or if you make a bad shot kind of give you an idea of it. Uh, but it, basically, about the time your arrow hits your target, the vibration from that bow catches up oh. with it, and. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, and if you're doing your shot process right, you know, your bow should kind of drop a little bit. And so, uh, you know, like I said, it's better than nothing, but I'm always a little bit disappointed when I get that footage back of uh, yeah. just like you, you expect what you see with your eyes to translate onto that camera. And it just never seemed like that quite happened. So, right. That's where it's basically like a, uh, a backup backup Yeah, where if you're, if you're not getting it in the frame with your, your main camera, then that's where your GoPro is your main frame. And it's mm-hmm. like, you'll be drawn back and you'll get you pulling the trigger and like in a small frame down in the corner, you'll have your, your Tacticam footage going mm-hmm. to where you don't have that Tacticam footage zoomed all the way in full frame, the TV or your phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's where it just kind of shows people what's going on, but like it's a backup backup kind of a thing yeah. for sure. Yep. Yeah, I got a I got a GoPro, I think eight last year. And uh, I wouldn't say I took it with me every time, but quite a bit. Um, but of course, I you know, I never had it with me when I killed any of my deer last year. That's just that's just kind of my curse I have. Um, but uh but yeah, I feel like that is you know, just for people listening, I feel like that is a much better way to go. Get you a GoPro and you know, get you one of the little clip mounts and just put it on your stand or a limb or something. Yeah. And I think yep. you're going to be a whole lot happier with that than a, a bow mounted camera. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. And that way, I mean, I, I agree completely. Like I've yeah. put it on my bow and I've, I've practiced with it, like shooting a couple of does and it's just not, 
it's not what you expect it to be. Like you have a mental picture mm-hmm. and then you see the content and you're like, okay, I'm not using that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, what about other, like, do you, are you solely filming hunting videos? Do you do uh, like shed hunting or, you know, management tips or anything like that? Like, do you make other videos? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so it's not just deer hunting. That's what, whenever I first started it, I kind of wanted it to be, uh, I don't want it to be just deer hunting. So, Mm -hmm. because then it would have been hype whitetails or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like I want everything outdoors under hype, like whether it's rock crawling or whether it's, I mean, going fishing, going noodling, like just last, uh, wasn't last week, week before last, I took a, a nursing home fishing. And then two weeks before that, I took another nursing home fishing. And so like, and then, so for my full-time job, I work home health and hospice. Mm -hmm. And so like getting out there and doing stuff for the elderly and getting them out in the outdoors or what, I mean, you name it. Like I want it to be, what is like, like I was talking about earlier, what is your hype? Maybe you're obsessed with going and looking for arrowheads. Well, Hey, that's, let's talk about it. And mm-hmm. let's put, let's, let's go do it. Let's make it, let's make a series on it or something like, so I don't want it to be just focused on deer hunting. I want it anything outdoors. Awesome. Awesome, man. Uh, well, I definitely want to get to uh quest hunt co, but uh, any other things with hype real quick before we move on? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. That kind of got cover all bases of it. Um, okay. And just so everybody knows just to go and, subscribe on youtube and like and follow us on facebook and instagram and follow the journey absolutely follow the journey i like that it's awesome awesome all right well uh you uh you recently became a pro staff member for quest hunt co so why don't you gonna give us the hunt co spiel uh what is it um you know what's the goal behind it and uh what can people win right so um kind of back back story again that video that we had made on that deadhead that I'd found uh, last uh, January, February, whenever I found it, maybe late March, somewhere around in there. But um, found that video. Drury, Bre- Drury Brothers shared it. It got shared on uh, like Whitetail, uh, Midwest Whitetail, got shared by uh, Whitetail Paradise. I mean, all kinds of big name that has a lot of followers on social media platforms. They started sharing it. Well, it got up to like, I don't know, 500,000 views total or maybe, or maybe more. So it was, it went somewhat viral. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, because this deadhead was, whenever I found him, he was making a rub on a tree. And uh, he was right by a fence and he got his horns all wrapped up in a fence. And he actually got hung up in that fence and had died hanging from the fence with the barbed wire all wrapped around his, his antlers. And, uh, so it was very unique and very crazy. And, uh, it was, he, I haven't scored him yet, but he's bigger than the one that I killed last fall. And the one that I killed scored 163 inches. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm betting he's somewhere around 170 inches. And, um, anyway, so back to the story. Um, so that video went viral. Well, then some of the pro staff members that, were existing with uh, quest hunt uh had seen the video they had reached out to me and um well this is the first year that 
Quest Hunt is started the tournament in Oklahoma. And so they reached out to me and they said, Hey, we see you've got a good following. We see you've started a company called Hype Outdoors, blah, blah, blah. Just basically this feel like awesome. Would you be interested in being a pro staff member for us? And I jumped right on it. Mm -hmm. So Quest Hunt is basically, it's a tournament where think of bass fishing. So you and your buddy go out, you want to get, you have a three bass limit. Right. So you want to get the most weight for that those three bass. Well, it's the same way on deer hunting. You get like Oklahoma, you can like or Kansas or whatever state, you get a buck that's 150 inches and your buddy gets a buck that's 160 inches. Well, you take that combined total and you got a total of 310 inches. And so that you put that 310 on your team number. And then you're competing with against all these other teams in that state for the top. 10 teams the top 10 teams are in the winnings so if you're ranked 10th you might win i mean heck you might win a matthews you might win camouflage gift cards whatever and like i mean quiet cats like the, the better your rank the more i mean the more you win you can win players rangers you can win i mean the winnings are insane like it's so cool like once i like learned everything that went on with it i just was fascinated. I was like, this is awesome. So with me being a pro staff member, it's basically my job or duty to help find teammates for quest hunt. And so the awesome thing is whenever you're registered or once you're signed up, that's when you start getting discounts for, you'll get discounts for Badlands camo. You'll get discounts for muddy. You get discounts for stealth cam. You get the discounts for HME quiet cat vortex i mean all kinds of big names you just get onto the website and all their sponsors you get discounts for i mean i, I mean maui maui i just bought a pair of sunglasses the other day for i mean with a huge discount just because mm -hmm. i signed up even though i'm not i mean even with being a pro staff member like if you were to just signed up you still get that discount or mm -hmm. i don't know if it's the same discount as mine is i, I don't think but still like you still get a great discount mm -hmm. but yeah, so it's it's pretty awesome. Awesome. And then how does the contest work? Like, is it is it two man teams, three man teams? Um, so, are are you allowed to hunt multiple states? Uh, just, just give us a little bit about the contest yeah. itself. So it's it's a it's two man teams, and you can yeah. So I'm personally signed up in Oklahoma and can or not Kansas because I didn't draw this year unfortunately, mm -hmm. but um, I'm signed up for Oklahoma and Missouri, so I'm competing in both both states mm -hmm. so basically it's just i mean like i said earlier you and your buddy like i can okay so let's back step for a second i can uh sign up under two different teams here in oklahoma if i want because it's a two buck state right gotcha but i can't i can't take that same buck that i killed on team one mm. and put it on team two also mm -hmm. so i can put so I shoot a 135 inch buck on team one and my buddy shoots 150 inch buck on team one. Well, that's our total score. Mm -hmm. So team two, my second buck would go on to it. Gotcha. So I can't put the same buck on both teams. So any, any state that under quest hunt, you can have more than one team, but you have to, I mean, it's a tournament. You can't, if you kill 200 inch deer, you can't put it on both teams. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, 
And then is it any weapon? Is it bow only? How does that work? No, no it's any weapon. So any weapon. It's just, gotcha. Yep. And the only stipulations are uh, you can't be a professional hunter. So you can't be Mark Jury go, yeah. going out here or, I mean, just any big name. I mean, that's got the best of the best of the best because okay. they can go and kill a 200 inch deer every year if they want. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, it's not fair to the people like you and I. Yeah. Because I mean, so I, I can't shoot Michael Wad- I can't shoot Michael Waddell message and be like, Hey, join my team. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Gotcha. All right. So, well, well, Michael can sleep easy tonight. I won't be messing yeah. with him. So. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Right. Very cool. So, uh, let's say you win your state. Does it then go on to like an overall tournament or anything like that? Or is it just a bi-state, uh, competition? No, uh, right now it's just a bi-state competition, but I know they've got a, they've got things in the works. They're continuing to grow. Um, I I don't know. I can't say without talking to the owner yet, but I know they've got some really big things in the process. Mm -hmm. They're, They're, they've got some, I mean, the things that they're doing are awesome. Like, I don't know. I can't say because they're, they need to be the ones that get that out there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they've got some really big things in the works and, uh, I've really looked forward to the the whole process and being able to help them with it. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, I hope it, uh, hope it takes off and I hope you do well in the contest. Yeah, I I sure hope so. So, I mean, (laughs) it'd be nice to win a couple new bows or Mm -hmm. new camouflage because I'm a Badlands fanatic anyways. Like most people are, (laughs) they're all Sitka. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm all like, I'm Badlands. I don't know. Yeah. I like to be different. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I hate that I'm a sick guy, but I am. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, I started buying it before I was married and then now I can't stop. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's where I, like whenever I first, I was going to go all in on camouflage and everybody was <clears throat> team Sitka. I was like, man, I, I just can't do it mm-hmm. just because that's what everybody's doing. And I'm that kind of guy that, I, I don't know. I like mm-hmm. to be a little bit different. And yep. so that's where I just I made the switch. Yeah. Like that's where, I mean, most people shoot for the most part, shoot Matthews. Mm-hmm. I shoot Voight. Mm-hmm. Most people shoot gold tip arrows. I shoot rampage. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, I'm, I like being a little bit different. Yep. Yep. I will say the, uh, the older I get, I think the less, less, uh, brand loyal I get <laughs> like basically whatever's on yeah. sale now, that's what I'm buying. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I, uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I wear my, you know, first light long johns underneath my Sitka pants. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, man, I, uh, we've been talking about a lot of stuff and a lot of it's kind of been centered around deer hunting and I know you're a huge deer hunter, so I definitely want to cover a little bit of deer stuff and, uh, it kind of, kind of comes at a good time this spring. I've, I've talked a lot about turkeys. I've had fishing episodes. Um, I've had, you know, some businesses on and stuff like that. And it's kind of getting to that point in the year where it's time to transition things back to whitetails, uh, which is always my favorite time of year. Um, you know, like I've been watching fishing videos on my phone and now it's kind of switching more to the Midwest whitetail and the, the hunting public guys. And so uh, I, want, I just want to talk a little bit about deer hunting, if that's all right with you. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So uh, that's my, I mean, that's my passion. I can I can go all day. 
Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's kind of your go-to deer strategy? Are you a spot and stock guy? You good old fashioned tree stand guy, uh, feeders. What, what's, if you're going to go out deer hunting, what's, what are you most likely to do? So I have never personally done spot and stock. Mm-hmm. One of my uh, really close friends, I know that, you know, pretty well, Josh Groot, he's mm-hmm. huge into spot and stalking and he's very, very successful with it. Yep. My, li- my listeners, my listeners know Josh well and love him. <laughs> Those have yeah. been some some of my best episodes. Yeah, he's like he is a an phenomenal hunter and gets mm-hmm. some really really big deer. Mm-hmm. So, but so it makes me realize I'm like, why am I not spotting stalking? But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I personally just haven't done it. But I know there's a lot of success in it. I mean, there's, I mean, those guys on a what what is it? White tail adrenaline. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they they do. I mean and they've they're all successful i mean it's awesome but i just haven't ventured into that mm-hmm. i've been successful doing it other other routes so i just haven't gotten away from it mm-hmm. i personally just get out like i hunt a lot of public actually here in uh northeast oklahoma uh-huh. and on public you know you can't feed you basically get out and you hunt the train and you hunt the sign mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where i uh i have really targeted and focused and uh last year was my first year to hunt kansas and um i got my my largest deer white tail ever was he scored 163 and 38s i believe mm. and uh yeah with a bow so he was he was my best mm-hmm. um and that was going and just hunting the sign like finding the trails finding where the rub lines are finding the food source the water source uh, hunting the, the ridge lines i mean going and hunting that type of stuff and then whenever you get those harvests it's way better in my mind like so there's some guys that go out there and i mean everybody has their own preference but some guys go out there and they'll have a, a 55 gallon drum feeder going mm-hmm. and they hunt the feeder i mean if that's what you get that's gets what, what gets your rocks off i mean hey go do it i mean Mm -hmm. you're out in the woods we're all trying for the same end goal but uh i just i personally like getting out hunting the train and the sign and like especially if it's on public it's that much better Mm -hmm. in my mind yeah just when i mean even if it's only 130 inch deer whenever you finally connect on a public deer it's just like it's i I don't know there's nothing like it Mm -hmm. like i've because i've killed good deer on private but there's that public aspect with archery. It just, there's something about it. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. I have yet to do it. Um, I have a decent amount of public around us. I've scouted it like crazy. I've, I have some pictures of some dang big deer on public. Uh, but I've just always had so much access to private. It's just, it's hard to get out there and fight that crowd. Uh, yeah. but, I, but I, I need to, one, one of these years, I need to dedicate a lot more time to public. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's the same here. Like I've got lots of access to a lot of private and, uh, I killed one of my Oklahoma deer on private last year, but I saved my, my second tag just for public, just mm-hmm. because there's something about it that I just absolutely love. And I, I actually missed uh, a buck last year that, uh, he came in on a couple of does and it was happening quick. So I pulled my rangefinder up and ranged and, uh, my rangefinder had said 32 yards. I was like, Oh, this is chip shot. I got this. Mm-hmm. I shot and shot under him. 
Mm. And then I was like, how did I miss? I ranged when my rangefinder had caught a little branch right before where the deer was. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was actually at 41 yards and I shot right under him. And he was my target buck on public land. And uh, the wildlife ball just actually found his sheds after they burned that year. Mm -hmm. And he, he scored him. And I was, I was like, he's probably 155 inch deer. Well, he actually scored, it was 149, mm-hmm. but uh, still a great deer for Oklahoma yeah. public land. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, man, it, I, I didn't sleep for weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I still, yeah. every time I really start thinking about it, I just get I'm like, God, what in the world? Uh-huh. It just all happened so fast. Yeah. But, man, my, <laughs> uh gosh i'm trying to think it was i think it was three years ago i kind of made my mind up i was like all right i'm going to concentrate on some public this year and got out in like may went out to this chunk put a camera up and i waited till probably august or something to check it and uh and they hadn't mowed any of the trails or anything and so i'm walking through like head high grass and i'm walking along this little uh uh, I guess it'd be like a dike. Like there was water on one side and kind of low land on the other side. And the whole time I'm walking in this, I'm like, what am I doing? Like there could be snakes, hogs in this, whatever. But anyway, I fight my way all the way back. I check my camera and there are three really, really nice velvet bucks on my camera. One of them is one of them's probably pushing Booner. And uh, I'm like, man. man, like I got this on lock. Nobody else is coming all the way back here. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm going to do this. Well, anyway, I was, I was walking out the same way I was walking in and uh, I stopped for a second. I look out in the water and I was like, I, I think I know what that is. And I walk a little closer and sure enough, it was a dadgum alligator. And, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm in Southeastern Oklahoma and oh uh and gosh. i mean like I, like i i could see its two little eye bumps and then i could see its nose and i'm, I'm watching it because i was like i'm pretty sure I, that's what that is and <laughs> I, I and like i have nowhere to go but walk basically right along it like i can't you know and uh and i get up closer to it and it like slowly lowers under the water and i i'm like i'm not ashamed to say i did not go back there and hunt that year because i i didn't want to now the the wildlife department did come out in september and mow that trail i never even went back and check i I finally went back in november because i figured it was cold enough that you know the the, if the gator was still there he wouldn't be moving around and uh, i probably should have been hunting it some more but uh yeah after seeing that gator i was like nah i'm done like i'm gonna go back to my (laughs) nice safe gatorless private yeah i will say that's funny you say this because so last deer season, I was, uh, I had just watched, did you ever see the video of a mountain lion, like trailing this guy, this yeah. hiker? Yep. And like, he was like, like has ears pinned back, wanting to attack mm-hmm. this guy. Yep. Well, anyways, I just watched that video right before I went hunting and I get, whenever you're out of, getting out of the deer stand, you've got a bow in your hand and that's all you've got and you're uh-huh. out in the middle of public out in bfe mm-hmm. and like i for some reason that thought just kept coming to my head and then i, <laughs> I heard something like uh, it probably was just hogs or something mm-hmm. making noise but oh my gosh talk about all right i'm gonna start walking walking faster you're like rushing back to the truck <laughs> yeah. like you're out in the middle of nowhere by yourself mm-hmm. you're like okay you get inside your own head and it's kind of frightful yeah, I, I have one more story to justify my uh, my non-hunting of public land. I was on a separate piece still around where I was living, 
and uh, I I was walking all the way to the back the back of this public piece. Uh, I you know I figured all the further back you go, you know, the better it's going to get. And there was this little like I wouldn't even call it a creek. It was just you know it was between two hills, kind of a low spot. And I'm walking along, and all of a sudden I take a step and I sink like down to my knee of my leg. Well, my momentum kind of carries me forward. So I take a step with my other foot and sink to my knee. And so, you know, in my haste, I start kind of turning my legs, trying to get out. And I mean, in a split second, I'm sunk down to my crotch in mud. And oh I and like, I, I, I guess quicksand is a thing. I, I don't know if it was technically quicksand or just that soft. Right. But I mean, within a split second, I'm suck, sunk down to my crotch. And I mean, nobody's around. I have my phone with me, but of course I don't have service. And, uh, and the only way I, I had a backpack on, I take my backpack off, throw it across to kind of test, you know, make sure it's solid. And there was one little sapling about as big around as my thumb that I could reach with my hand. And I leaned forward and grabbed that sapling and worked one leg out and put my knee at the base of it. And then kind of use that to launch myself forward and launch myself onto the hard ground. Yeah. And so basically I checked that spot off the list too. I was like, I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> so, so I, yeah. I like, I want people to know I've done my due diligence. I've got out there and tried to hunt some public, but it just seems like it wants to kill me. And so yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you need to hunt some public outside of a Southeast. I, I guess so. I guess so. so <laughs> yep. But, uh, but yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, let me ask you this, because I, I have a lot of people begging for public land content, and it's something I haven't uh, done a whole lot. Um, in a quick, you know, as quick as you can, I guess. Let's say you you pick a piece of public you want to hunt, and uh, as best as you can describe, what are you looking for? You know, how are you breaking that chunk down, that big peak chunk of land, to say, all right, I'm going to set my stand here. That's my my very first step is like this time of the year i will be on onyx and i live on onyx like i literally will be on there so i'll jump back and forth between onyx and google earth and i will just jump back and forth and i spend i mean all summer long and i'm finding spots and i'll pin them on onyx i'm like this looks like a good spot where i i think uh i might want to go check out and i'll go once I check it out, if it looks good, I'll throw a camera up. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> if it's something that, or if there's deer sign, I'll throw a stand up. If there's rubs and scrapes, I'll throw a stand up and I'll hunt it. But if, like, it's just, I will, Onyx is like my best friend. Yeah. So that's my number one. Mm -hmm. All two, I mean, no matter what. And yeah. so, I mean, but that's where, you, like, you've got to give it your hat off to uh, the old timers before <laughs> on X before cell phones. I mean, like they went out and did it without that. I mean, mm -hmm. you just think technology has came so far and like, it's almost like, it, I wouldn't say cheating because hunting is so hard and capitalizing on a good mature buck is so, so, so hard, but like, it just really <clears throat> gives you that little edge. And so it like, it could be done without it, but finding mm -hmm. those little honey holes are way harder than mm -hmm whenever you can get on there and scout before you even go. Yeah. That's because that's what I'm doing right now in Missouri is I'm going to be hunting Missouri hard this year because I didn't draw Kansas. And that was like, God, that was devastating and heartbreaking after killing my largest deer ever in Kansas mm -hmm. last year. And then mm -hmm. this year I didn't draw. 
So I'm starting from scratch again and I'm going to be hunting the train. I'm going to be hunting the sign and going and hoping to capitalize again in Missouri this year. Yeah. Are you looking for like terrain funnels? Are you looking for food? Are you looking for ridges? What are you looking for? So I love hunting a ridge and where there's some food nearby. Mm-hmm. Like if I can find a ridge and not far, cause Missouri, it's a lot like Kansas in a lot of aspects. Like in, when you get to Northern Missouri, like there's a lot of ridges, but there's a lot of fields and crops as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is what just my opinion because I'm scouting online between Onyx and Google Earth. So that's what I'm currently looking for right now. A ridge with maybe like a creek bottom and a food source really close. I mean, those little, those three right there, you add those together and it's recipes for success. Like, even though there's going to be some deer coming through there. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. that's, that's my, that's my, uh, my theory anyways. <laughs> When you were hunting Kansas, were you hunting uh, like plains type stuff or was it more like you like, was it more uh, rougher terrain? No, it was uh, kind of in between. Like there was a lot of, uh, a lot of it was open, but I was hunting the same thing before I went up there. I, I was on Onyx. I lived on there, found a spot that I really liked. And uh, so the very fi- first time I went up there and hunted, I saw lots of deer and, but it was I went blind. I went right up there just from what I thought was going to be good. Went up there and found it. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to hunt here. Hunted and saw lots of deer. But Kansas, that was early October, late September, whenever I hunted the first time. I was like, this is a good spot, but I really need to look around and scout a little bit more and then found another spot. And then I found a lot of good sign. I was like, all right. And this was only about 250 yards from what, where I found what I scouted online. So, mm. I mean, you, you can venture out a little bit from where you're looking and like, cause you got to find, you got to go and look for it. You can't just mm-hmm. set up, but, and that's what I did and then found the spot and capitalized on it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm jealous of you Northern Oklahoma guys. Sometimes I've had a lot of y'all on y'all all talk about hunting Kansas all the time. And it's uh, I actually, I've, I've had a Kansas point for, I think, three years now and have yet to actually go hunt it because it's just it you know it's not a weekend trip for me you know i'd have to dedicate some time i can't just run up there so yeah um, that's the thing like you can have to take a week to wear cross and head up that's what i did like i so is i shot my deer the day before halloween Mm. and uh it was october 30th and so that was right when pre-rut was starting and uh i had planned on taking that whole week after Halloween off, but I got, I mean, it happened early. So I was able to hunt Oklahoma mm-hmm. that following week. And then I capitalized here in Oklahoma right after that. Cause between October 30th and November 15th, that is my favorite, favorite, favorite time to hunt. Mm-hmm. In the last, last four years, I've killed a deer on either November 10th, November 12th or 11th or November 12th. Like those days are just magic. And then I killed my big one on October 30th. So that just that whole time period, it's just, you never know what's going to happen. Yep. And like, so, but that's whenever you got to take your week and go to where you think the big ones are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm planning the ultimate whitetail year. Uh, so I currently have one Kansas point, which should be enough to draw. Uh, I currently have five Iowa points. Um, and then uh-huh. obviously I got my Oklahoma stuff. And so I just, I keep accumulating all these points, but then I, you know, so, some other trip, like this year, I didn't put in for Kansas because I, I'm going to Colorado on a late season rifle elk hunt. Um, oh, nice. and so, you know, that kind of put Kansas off a year, but one of these years, I'm just going to take the entire month of November off and I'm going to have Oklahoma, Kansas, and Iowa all in the same, same year. And so yeah. that's, well, that's like the ultimate goal. Know. Okay. You have to let me know when that happens because I've got well now since I didn't draw this year I've got one Kansas point mm-hmm. and uh, I've got a couple of uh, Iowa points saved up because mm-hmm. I bought my preference point for Iowa again this year. Yep. And so I'm thinking either next year or the following year I'm going to be putting in for Iowa as well. Yep. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. I've, I've been yeah, doing my research, true. been reaching out to people. So yeah, like I said for sure. One, one of these days. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. Uh-huh. Awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any uh, any last minute questions for you. Uh, we've been going for a good little bit here. Um, all right, I got one 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 closing thing here. I just want you to give everybody out there listening just one tip, one deer hunting tip. It can be anything, big, small, whatever you want it to be. Man, I'll say uh, probably. So I'm gonna go back a little bit old school but shoot whatever makes you happy like mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing these people that they're shooting 180 inch deer well don't don't sh- set your goals that high like if you see a 120 inch deer come out or 100 inch deer or a six point if your heart's pounding and you're excited and pumped and like it's getting you going i mean i mean that's what you're there for don't just go for the sport like because that's where, like, a lot of people are getting away from what hunting is all about. So go and actually enjoy it. Like, if you're getting pumped up over a spike, I mean, if that's, I mean, and I'm going to sit there and I'll eat that steak with you or whatever. And, like, I'll help you drag it out and whatever I can do. But, like, whatever makes you happy, mm-hmm. you go shoot that deer. Don't let, because you'll have people like, oh, you should let him walk. Like, whatever. Like, <laughs> you if that guy's happy i'm happy like you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. so that's my number one like it's because it's all about the hunt it's not it's not i mean it's a sport but it's not a sport it's yeah i mean god created these creatures go out and like get your get you some back straps like don't (laughs) just make it all about you're not eating the horns yeah i mean granted i granted i am I do hunt for larger whitetails, but I mean, I'm not one to judge if somebody's shooting a hundred inch deer, because I think I'll sit there and look at that hundred inch deer on the wall, just as hard as I'll look at a 140 inch deer on the wall. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm just so fascinated about whitetails and sport, like or hunting in general. Like I'll, I want to listen to the story. I don't care what size deer it is. So yep. don't just worry about antler size. I mean, go out and do it for fun. Amen. Amen. If I can add one thing to that, I, I, I absolutely love with that. I agree with you. Um, but also there's a, there's something to be said about like practicing on those types of animals too. Uh, I bought my, oh, yeah. first, I, I started bow hunting at 15 and I didn't kill my first deer with a bow until I think I was 24. 
because I had those stand, you know, I was watching people on TV and I was watching people on social media and I had tons yeah. of opportunities to kill does and, you know, smaller bucks, uh, you know, even a couple like decent three-year-olds. But I was like, yeah. well, that's not what the people on TV are killing or that's not what my buddy's yeah. killing or, or that's yeah. not what I was killing with a rifle. You know, like I'd killed some bigger bucks with a rifle. Um, and then when the moment of truth finally did come, when I, you know, had a buck in front of me, I was shaking like a leaf because I'd never, I'd never pulled the trick. You know, I'd never released an arrow at a, at a deer before. And so, yeah. yeah, not only shoot what makes you happy, but you know, kill those does. It's good for management. It's yes. good for the practice. It's good for the meat. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Johnny. Well, real quick, before we close out, I want to give you one, another chance to shout out where people can find you. Uh, you know, hype outdoors, quest hunt co your YouTube channel, social media, just get, run down the list, let people know where to find you. Yeah. So I'm, uh, my Instagram, my personal handle is, uh, Johnny Lee underscore G. And then I've got Hype Outdoors on Instagram. I've got it on Facebook. I've got it on YouTube. And uh, yeah, if you guys can go and subscribe on YouTube, that is the hardest platform to get followers on just because it's just, it's not, the algorithm's not like it is on Instagram and Facebook. It's not, you're not getting out there as much. So those subscribe clicks mean the world to people that have YouTube channels. Um, so you can find me on those platforms and then the quest quest hunt. If you are interested in entering the competition, you can always send me a DM on my personal or hypes, uh, Instagrams. That's my, your easiest way to get a hold of me. And then, uh, when you go to sign up, it, it'll give you option for referral. Be sure you just put my name in there, Johnny Griffin, and any questions you might have, I can definitely answer, answer them for you. So, uh, yeah, you guys go and jump on there whenever you get some time and any questions I'm here. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you, Johnny, for hopping on and, uh, sharing all that stuff with us. And I hope you have the great, a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks. You too. And that's going to do it for this week, folks. Thank you, Johnny, for coming on. As I mentioned at the beginning, please, please go check out all of his social media pages, his YouTube channel. Go support him in any and all ways that you possibly can. So thank you, Johnny. Thanks for coming on, talking with us. Thank you for getting me kicked into deer season overdrive. I'm so, so ready. Uh, but before that, uh, my wife and I are going to go have a baby. So uh, as I mentioned, I do have an episode for you guys next week, even though I'm going to be kind of out of the loop. Uh, I'm finally going to tell you guys the story of my 2022 spring turkey. And so just a little uh, little teaser. That's what you'll have to look forward to next week. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. It really, really means a lot to me and my family. So thank you guys. I love you guys. I appreciate all the support. We're going to go have a baby, and I will see you guys next time.